0: Let's do this together. Happy Friday, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Finding Fertility. I'm your host, Monica Cox, and I am honored that you are here becoming the conscious mama you were born to be. I'm really excited to have Karen Banghart on today. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you for
1: having me. I'm really excited to talk to you, Monica.
0: Yeah. So we're going to, you know, you're going to be really vulnerable and share your story with us today. And... One of the really hard things to do in a fertility journey is to forward think, to think Mm. about your future. And we just want what we want right now. um, And we're just gung-ho to get it. But hindsight's a bitch. And Mm. sometimes when we're ignoring the warning signs, they can really get us. But first, just introduce who you are now and what you do.
1: Okay. Well, you said it. I'm Karen Banghart. I run my podcast, website, all my things, health, yeah, life. So think of it as, oh, yeah, health, yeah. We want to live a health, yeah, life. And my story, oh, my gosh, it goes back, Monica. It goes really far back. You and I have talked before, but I had colon cancer. I was diagnosed with colon cancer. And I'll set the scene for your audience. In case they've never heard me speak, but I'm 54 now when I was 51. So three years ago, 2020 at the beginning, very, very beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. The pandemic hit after I found out I had colon cancer. So January of 2020, I got, I found out I had colon cancer. I was diagnosed with colon cancer. Um, About three weeks later, I had colon resection surgery and they took about a foot of my colon out And thankfully it had not spread to my other organs. They took out 17 lymph nodes. They checked all all the things, but I didn't have to have chemo and I didn't have to have radiation. And, and now I'm very, very thankful because I didn't know about cancer, right? We don't know what we don't know. Mm -hmm. I didn't know about cancer. So let's, let's go back even further because you and I wanted to talk about thinking about forward thinking did I have symptoms? Because everybody asks me that, right, Monica? Did I have symptoms? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. I had symptoms from, I had gut dysbiosis. So, you know, irritable bowel, different issues. I would say probably my whole, mm, from twenties on, you know, so you're talking three decades Mm -hmm. that I suffered in silence a lot. It's embarrassing. You don't want to tell people, hey, I have bowel issues, Um, I get bloated, I have pain, I have bleeding, things like that. When I was 25, I actually had a colonoscopy, because they were concerned back then, that I had some bleeding. And of course, it was all well. And, you know, sadly, that's probably why I didn't go in again. I just thought this is my body. This is, you know, I'm weird, I have issues. And now I know so many things. I created a perfect storm, right? We can talk about food because now I'm a nutrition health coach and I became one after having colon cancer. It totally rocked my world, but it totally changed my world. So, you know, we can talk about foods and what you should and shouldn't eat. We can talk about antibiotics. I did a lot of those as a child. We can talk about um, environmental stressors. I was one that used Roundup in our yard and sprayed our yard. So I know that I created a perfect storm. I know that for a fact.
0: Yeah. I mean, hindsight is such a bitch, right? And actually, that Mm -hmm. was what this podcast, I originally, when I started it, wanted to call it because when you gain the knowledge or Mm -hmm. and you're almost pushed into the knowledge, right? Like most of us come because we are having a big issue um obviously everyone listening to this fertility issues and so when we are i don't know i do think a lot of people are willing to listen to the divine guidance that is like hey wake up right mm-hmm. doesn't matter if you want to use medical assistance you still need to radically change your life and when you open that pandora's box and you start investigating and using these modalities you can easily look back And go, yep, totally Mm -hmm. understand how I got there. (laughs) Yep. And
1: people, and, and, you know, we know that both of us, our audience are primarily females. So we need to be talking to those females. And I know there's so many like us, but you know what? You need to not suffer in silence. I mentioned that, but if you have issues, there's a little knock at the door, right? Mm -hmm. And pretty soon it's a louder knock. And pretty soon it's not a knock anymore, you know, and, and if you're just ignoring it and thinking it'll go away, you're wrong, you know, and, and I also talk about, you know, preventative care. So like doing our mammograms, doing our colonoscopies, you know, I am older. I have three adult children. I have grandchildren and um, well, I actually have five kids, but three of three that I gave birth to, Um, but I have six grandbabies. And, you know, I think about their future and I think don't ever, ever let something like this happen. And just like I said, suffer in silence.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, a lot of women dealing with fertility issues have gut issues and mm-hmm. I would go out on a limb and say hundred percent of them, whether it's minor, mm-hmm. it could be easily adjusted or like myself literally caused my fertility issues, right? Severe right. leaky gut. And I was having Mm. normal and common health issues like diarrhea, constipation. Um, I had a sign of an ulcer when I was like 17, Um, you know, just bloatedness, like all Mm -hmm. the signs. But every time you go to the doctor, it's like, oh, you have IBS. Oh, don't Mm. eat raw vegetables. Like, oh, it's Mm. not that big of a deal. And then it wasn't until the failed IVF that They're like, oh, you have low A quality. Oh, and by the way, there's nothing you can do about it. And mm-hmm. I was like, nah, that's BS. I don't know how, what, when, where I'm going to do this. And then mm-hmm. in the investigation, just like I say, you open Pandora's box, you get led down these rabbit holes. Some are not good for you. So some, some are good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, But there, there it was. And most of the women that I deal with, I'm like, we have to support your gut health on some type of level mm-hmm. because it's it's contributing to these issues. And if you leave it unchecked and just use these fertility treatments, like you know, you are setting yourself up for major risks. And unfortunately too, you are unknowingly contributing to your future children's health mm-hmm. issues as well. Mm-hmm. I was just
1: going to say that you're passing it on. Yeah. yeah. And you, you said something really important there. You said you had normal diarrhea constipation, yeah, right? It's not normal. It's not normal, Monica. Exactly. How did we normalize this? And I don't people know. don't Yeah. And people don't want to talk about poop. <laughs> well, we all do it. My friend, <laughs> I don't want to talk about it either. You know, the funny thing about this, and I say funny as in ironic, um, my husband and I we never discussed it. We never talked. You know, we were very, very careful. We weren't crude or rude. We didn't discuss it. we We sure didn't know the other one had bathroom habits, right? went poop. No, we didn't do that. And after this all came about, and I thought, you know, that's part of our problem in society. Yeah. We need to talk about it more. We need to discuss because people are thinking it's normal to be constipated, not poop for three days. It's normal to have diarrhea. In my case, and I do want to mention too, because people might be going, what were the signs? But in my case, I had bloating and I also had a very heaviness in my abdomen, which we could go into too. I actually had a hysterectomy because they told me I had a prolapsed uterus. Well, I can tell you something, Monica, after having a hysterectomy, I could still have that weird, heavy feeling. So was it my uterus or what did I have inflamed intestines? I mean, God only knows, right? We can't wind the clock backwards, but just want people to think about their signs because they were there for me. And, you know, when, and it was things I ate and it was primarily sugar, but because I was a soda drinker, you know, I was, I was never one that was, you know, we're going to say in quotes overweight, but I was a soda drinker. I didn't think I ate a lot of sugar. My friend, I ate processed food. I ate sugar. <laughs> you know, I condiments. Think that's
0: Yeah, I think that's another really crappy thing about society because I was the same mm. way. Weight wasn't an issue for me. So they mm-hmm. just looked at me like, well, mm-hmm. you don't have a like a problem where if I was carrying 20, 30, 40 extra pounds, they'd be like, you need to lose weight. Yes, and, and they would
1: blame it on that.
0: And they would blame it on that. So I'm not even saying that's a good sign or symptom of inflammation and oxidative stress. But mm. when that you're not prone to ge- genetically express weight gain, because that's just, I wasn't, right? Um, it's It makes it a little bit harder because you think food isn't an issue with you because society has the only connection made to food is weight. Mm
1: -hmm. you're Mm -hmm.
0: unhealthy if you're overweight. And this is like Mm -hmm. a big thing with COVID for me was people are like, well, that healthy person got really sick and even maybe Mm -hmm. passed away from it. I was like, well, were they healthy? Right. Because just because they can run a marathon and are a size four, that doesn't Mm -hmm. make them healthy. And I'm a perfect representation of that where I had Mm -hmm. a very silent autoimmune issue. Uh, I say silent. Obviously, the symptoms were there, but mm-hmm. the doctors just aren't switched on to be like, hey, what is your gut doing? And I still see clients to this day where we're like, okay, you have gut issues. You know, you have gut issues. What are we doing to heal that? Oh, nothing. Mm-hmm. My doctor says that's like nothing. Mm-hmm. And I just don't understand how, how or why, I don't know, whatever the reason is, us. Normal day people, I'm not an academic, like, do not sit me in a room of doctors, that's not my forte. But if I can Mm -hmm. get it, if I could add one plus one equals two to all this, why aren't they, you know, even just looking and being like, hey, we can actually radically change these things?
1: Doctors aren't schooled in nutrition, and it makes me crazy. It makes me crazy, and I can tell you and this is something I went through, having colon cancer. Again, I didn't know, I've never had cancer before. I didn't know what to expect, what to do, what to, you know, I wasn't told what to eat, what not to eat. I was told to eat mellow foods. What does that mean, Monica? (laughs) You know, I wasn't told, don't eat red meat, don't eat sugar, don't eat, you know, it was more like, well, don't eat like fibrous foods, you know, right away and stuff. Well, again, if you don't understand food. Okay. So they, they would tell me, Hey, it's fine. Your diet's fine. Again, why? Because I wasn't overweight. Mm-hmm. Therefore, it made it okay. But we need to understand gut health is so much more than that. There are millions of people out there that suffer from IBS, gut issues, leaky gut, you know, Crohn's, colitis. I mean, we can go on and on. Why is there such an influx in gut health issues? Mm-hmm. Why are we not putting the puzzle pieces together and going, "Hey, it could it be our food. Could it, you know, and stress? Yes. Environment. Yes. There's so many other things. We talked about antibiotics, things that destroy your gut health and your microbiome. They're learning so much more about our microbiome and everybody is so afraid. Okay. Let's go back to the last three years. Everybody's so afraid of bacteria and germs. We, we have bacteria and germs on us, in us, around us. That is the world we live in. And we need those. We need those good bugs. We need those bad bugs. And if we destroy everything, so take antibiotics. Yes, you need them when you need them. You need them if you have a true infection. But we've overused them. You know, I'm a child of the 70s and 80s. Guess what they did? (laughs) they just gave them to us like they were candy, you know, Mm -hmm. let's get rid of that. They didn't understand the damage that it was doing to our microbiome. And like I said, I can go back to when I was like in second grade and tell you I was on an antibiotic for a full complete year. And I know that's probably where it started. Mm -hmm. And so when it destroys your gut microbiome, and then you're adding all these crappy foods on top of it the sugars, the high fructose corn syrup, the GMOs, so many things, you're just destroying your body. And something i learned by becoming a nutri- nutrition health coach is that the cells we have in our body, our body, us, our brain, everything in our body is made up from the foods we eat. Mm-hmm. So if you think that those Cheetos, those Oreos, that soda, whatever you're putting in your body, isn't making you who you are you're wrong.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. You know, and it's on a consistent basis, right? Like I always Mm -hmm. say you aren't the Snickers bar if you eat it once a month, but you are Mm -hmm. the Snickers bar if it's a daily habit. Mm -hmm. And um, when I discovered that one glass of red wine can mess with your gut microbiome, that's Mm -hmm. when it was really easy for me to give up alcohol because That I knew that was my issue, and right in that time of my life, my highest priority was to improve my gut health, to improve my fertility. So that's what it's like knowledge is power, right? Keep going mm-hmm. down this Pandora, this rabbit hole, and really just get the knowledge. Because if you can scientifically reason with your conscious, like hey, I know that tastes really good. Hey, I know that mm. brings us like some maybe instant relief, but mm. it's, it's, it's not doing what we want it to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's just having that knowledge and being open to trying it. I think a lot mm-hmm. of people still are like, well, my doctor's not saying that's right. It's like, well, what do you feel? Mm -hmm. What's your intuition? You wouldn't be listening to this podcast right now because like, let's just, let's go. (laughs) Like you guys all know, I'm a little bit like conspiracy theory. Um, (laughs) What's your intuition telling you? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you're like, hey, this really resonates, then it's kind of finding those ways that you can start making it work for you. I had an OBGYN laugh at me. When I brought up Mm. my theory of autoimmune infertility, and this is back Mm. in like 2013. So it was still very, very fresh and it's still not mainstream anyways, but she just said, oh, you know, it's like made up science. Right. And Mm. I just wanted to go, bitch, I don't care if it's witchcraft. It's working. It's the Uh only thing that's showing me results. All of what you guys have given me has produced nothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we're seeing more and more infertility. You know, I see it all over. I've
1: I've dealt with a lot of people in my audience that have come to me for coaching. I'm telling you, Monica, we're seeing an influx in that too, and it's scary. Mm -hmm. And a couple of things that you said: "Oh, it tastes good." Well, my friend, they have food chemists. Yes, (laughs) if your if your audience is not aware, they have food chemists. They actually truly have someone that's in the lab creating a flavor. We're going to put that in quotations. That you, my friend, not just are going to love. But you're going to love a lot. They will to get mm-hmm. addicted. They want yeah. you to be a heavy user, not not mm-hmm. just a user, a heavy user. And you know, you can go into all the diseases that come from all these foods too. If you are a weight gainer, right? A weight gainer? Is that a word? A weight gainer. <laughs> it is now. If you gain weight, that's right. <laughs> if you gain weight, or you know, we think of we often think of weight gain, diabetes, you know, a lot of the different things we're having again higher amount of people having fatty liver. And it's caused because of the sugar, this processed food, it's normalized, the sad diet in our our society here in America is normalized, you know, going through doing the drive through diet. I call it cupboard crap. You know, it's, it's all those things in your cupboard. Again, they're they they want them to have a shelf life. So they're adding food that's Well, no, they're adding ingredients that are not food. Mm -hmm. I'm a big proponent of reading your ingredient labels. People are like, I don't know what to eat. We've made it so difficult, Monica. We haven't, you and I haven't. The industry has made it so difficult and confusing for people that they don't know what to do. It's like they can't even think, well, I'm here to tell you if you eat whole nutritious foods, that's what you need. That's what your body creates craves right that's what it needs yeah so yeah when you when you talked about that and another thing to think of too you know what you're not me and I'm not you we're all bio individuals yes my husband can eat garbage I can't doesn't mean it's good for him Monica but he can eat things and he tells me all the time he's like you're so sensitive oh my gosh everything you eat you know but I know this is God's honest truth I can tell you if I put something in my mouth if it's not going to be good yeah yeah. I actually get an energy and intuition something you're talking about listening to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm, Nope, we're not going to do that one. And there's been times I've been at places and that's like, you don't know, maybe know what something is or what yeah. they've prepared. And I'm like, mm, that's, that's not going to be a good thing later. So yeah. when you talk about like gut health, um, IBS, all those things. I was, I was a sufferer for three decades. So again, we need to pay attention to our gut health first and foremost.
0: Yeah. It's the driver. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't Mm -hmm. even know how we've gotten so Mm -hmm. disassociated that gut is the master controller, Mm -hmm. right? For everything. And like you say, what you eat your gut then has to deal with and then give out to the rest of your body to function correctly so the food the air and the water that you need to survive as a human being is going to dictate survival or thriving Mm -hmm. and a lot of people are in survival mode and when Mm -hmm. it comes to fertility if your body's in survival mode it's either one going to tell you, absolutely not, I cannot grow another human being right now, or yes. it's going to give you, once again, all the normal issues that we're now seeing. Like it's normal to have super crappy pregnancies and just be really mm. tired and have all these issues, proclampsia, diabetes, you know, these are just part of pre- pregnancy now. And I'm just like, what the, you know, like, what is... Why? And then mm-hmm. it's normal to have a really hard labor, and then normal for your baby to be colicky and have mm. issues. And I have a friend that her youngest has not pooped on her own in over a year, mm. and the doctor's like, "Oh, mm. yeah, just well, we don't really know what to do." And it's just I like, had that with right? I I had that with my daughter when she
1: was a teenager. Yeah. You know, she would actually drink mineral oil. She's- I kid you not. Yeah. And again, this is not normal. So when your audience, and I know they're talking fertility, they're thinking, how am I doing this? You're thinking of your future generations. Yeah. And, and I want to say, it's not even just the next one. It's the next one after that. And then one next one after that. I've read some amazing authors who've written um, information about fertility and being healthy when you get pregnant yeah. years and years and years before you want to get pregnant. Yeah. How many people do that? I would say most don't. I know I didn't. I would um, say less than 1% have that knowledge. Yeah. And you don't think about it. You, you're thinking mm-hmm. about having a child. You know, people just don't think, okay, I want a healthy child. They yeah. they think it in the fact of, what do they always say? 10 fingers, 10 toes, you yep. know, they're healthy that way. But we don't think about it. It's like, okay, do you want to have a child that has, you know, gut issues I have a granddaughter who has these things. Why, Monica? Because it was brought down. I'm not the first. I can yeah. tell you, I can go back to my my parents, my grandparents, I mean, aunts and uncles. I can tell you, but again, we've got to normalize talking about this and saying it's okay to discuss, you know, not pooping for days is not yeah. normal you know, about crapping your pants when you're, you've ate something that is not normal. Mm -hmm. You know, there are there, if anybody's ever um, looked up the Bristol chart, it's really interesting. And it helps you, it deciphers, you know, what should your poop look like? Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. because if you're always one spectrum or the other, or maybe both, you truly don't even know what you should be having your stool look like. So I know we're getting off kind of on a weird tangent. But again, let's go back to the microbiome. Because once I found out all these things with my gut health, I healed my body, I started healing my husband's body, I started healing my family's body, they don't live with us. But I'll tell you what, if they come over, or we do any kind of activities together, and there's food involved. It's going to be good food. It's going to be Yeah,
0: Well, I say, you know, when I first got into coaching, it was really just to get women pregnant. And then as I evolved as a coach and really started connecting with clients, it was like, actually, this is me helping the children because I did early education for 20 years before. And I realized I was like, I'm actually making conscious mamas. And, um, I'm not making them, you're making yourself, but I'm here to support you. Um, Mm -hmm. and that is going to have a ripple effect through Mm -hmm. your generation of your lineage, but also like around your community, right? Mm -hmm. The people and your friends around you, they start Mm -hmm. seeing what you're doing and they're like, get interested. And, you know, unfortunately we have a friend that just got diagnosed with bowel cancer at 41 Mm. And, and it's happening younger and younger. Yep. And they gave him a test. Um, uh, to they only gave him the test because he had a family history of it, so mm-hmm. he wouldn't even got that test if he didn't have a family history of it. And my mm-hmm. friend obviously called me. She saw me go through a lot of my journey and said, "What can we do?" And we're really honest. And I said that I'm sorry. This just doesn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I can't say I never uh, tell people what to do, but right. it, it's just like the warning signs like mm-hmm. were there. And you Mm. never think it's going to happen to you until it does. And And it doesn't
1: matter until it matters, Monica. It makes me insane because I've talked to people and you know what? They don't care. Mm -hmm. They don't care. They're going to keep eating this and they're fine and they're going to live their life. And they only live once. And I've heard all the things, but let me tell you, I'm here to empower others too, just like you and If it's just a few that listen and gain a little bit more knowledge about what we can do, how we can live this life better, because why wouldn't you want to, while you're here on earth, live the best life you can live? Why would you want to be sitting on the toilet in pain Mm -hmm. or, or going through cancer or chemotherapy or any of those things, you know, any kind of disease or illness, because if you can make yourself better by less stress, you know, watching environmental toxins eating healthy, being around other healthy, like-minded people, you know, why wouldn't you want to do that? And, you know, when you were talking, sorry, when you were talking about empowering others too, it just made me think, you know, it's fun to watch and you've seen this too, because I don't get up on my, you know, high horse and preach and preach, but I've had my granddaughter call me and say, Mimi, I'm at the store with mom. We're looking for whatever it is. Is this okay? It has this in it. What is this? I want people to read their ingredient labels. Mm -hmm. You know, it takes two seconds. If you don't recognize it, your body's not going to recognize it. It's not food, my friends. It's not food. It's a, it's a science experiment that they're calling food for you. But You know, that just makes you want to just scream, you know, go, woohoo! someone is listening. Someone is listening to me, Monica. And it's not just because I've had colon cancer and now I'm crazy about my food. And, you know, (laughs) I mean, because that may be how it looks to others, but that's not it friends. It's just being healthy. You know, I'm 54. I can tell you my daughter just turned 35 yesterday. And I'm like, aren't I 35? And that sounds silly but my youngest daughter talks about her grandparents, her um, husband's grandparents, and they often say, don't let the old in. So I'm not letting that old in. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just not doing it. But yeah, there's so much people can learn and following others who've gone through things like you have, you know, fertility issues, me, gut health, you know, mm-hmm. you just have to listen to some of these things that we're saying because we've been there.
0: Yeah. You just have to be open and willing. And, mm-hmm. and that's when you're ready to make a move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we can sit here and talk about gut health for the next five hours. Um, Absolutely. But let our listeners know where they can connect with you and follow along. Sure.
1: I mentioned it at the beginning. Health Yeah Life. I have a website. I write blogs on there all the time. I like to put content on there. If your listeners go there, they might be like, she talks a lot about gluten-free. That's where I started my journey was Gluten free after I had colon cancer, it definitely helped me. Um, they can reach out to me at Karen at Healthy Out Life, and it's Karen with an I K A R I N. And I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Healthy Out Life. My podcast is the Healthy Life podcast, and I have some exciting stuff for your listeners. If they want a freebie, yeah. I have a great freebie, it's The Seven Secrets to Good Gut Health, and they can get that at www. Let me start over. www.healthylife yeah, and then forward slash or dot com forward slash gut health. Yeah, that's going to
0: that? be yeah. That's healthylife
1: the- <laughs> forward slash gut health. Yeah, that'll be in the show notes, I'm sure, Monica. Yes.
0: Yeah. 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 Easy access in the show notes, and um, I think everyone should go get it, even if you have my freebie already, even if you're in tune with gut health there's always, I feel like we always deliver a piece of knowledge differently and you mm-hmm. might receive it that way.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. So I think I, it's
0: really important.
1: I do too. I once had a, a teacher who told me it's your BS, your belief system. And yeah. we all get our BS little here, little there. So mm-hmm. come take a little of my BS friends. Yeah. yeah. yeah and absolutely. and I, and I can tell you my message, my mess has become my message. So, I appreciate you having me on the podcast, Monica, and spreading the word too. People like you are amazing, empowering others. So, thank you for what you do.
0: Oh, well, thank you. And I'm so glad we got to connect. <laughs> so, right until next time, we'll see you on the Finding Fertility podcast next week.